Niemenha and welcome to another episode of Ignite Your Power, the Kathy Bell podcast. Every week I'm so excited for you to join me in bettering yourself and trying to achieve living the bliss soft life. And if you don't know what that is, I call it the BS life, not the regular bullshit life. It's a bliss off life where you live in your power, where you know you're this amazing soul being and you're just so confident and happy with life. And when you're finally living this life, life is so much more blissful. You're content, happy, joyful. You know, everything is so much softer in your life, meaning it's not going to be hard to achieve or obtain what you want in this life. So, thank you for joining me. And today's episode is going to be special because it's March, guys. I can't believe it's already March. Why is time flying by so fast this year, honestly? And two weeks ago, it was Lunar New Year, so it's already the year of the dragon. So, I will talk another episode about all of like the Chinese traditions and how each animal in the lunar calendar is meaningful and how I always look at things a certain way through that perspective. But this month in March, it's actually Endometriosis Awareness Month. And this episode today will be about endometriosis, talking about all the basics, and of course my story. But before we dive in, Per usual, I like to give you guys an update of what's going on. So lately, I have been on other people's podcasts, and it has been so rewarding and amazing to meet all this truly amazing people. But the greatest thing by far in my life right now is my friend who I did a numerology guidance card reading back in like when I first started this October, I believe. Give her a card reading back in October 2023, and I saw her last, or last week, yes, and she gave me the news that she was pregnant, and I was so, so happy for her, but the crazy part is she's like, I really wanted to tell you this in person because whatever happened from the card reading until now, it has been so synchronistic, and so let me tell you the story. So I gave her a numerology guidance card reading. It's a reading where, you know, I tap into your guides, your angels, and these cards, like whatever cards I pull, it helps you and guides you into the actions, what, like towards whatever your goal is. So she literally came to me and asked, what do I need to do to get my dragon baby? And so I was like, oh my gosh, okay, that's kind of scary for me because in general, I was very new these to this card reading. And like when I pulled the card, it was so awesome. It was literally like the things that represents her. So it was like telling her to remind herself to music. She loves going to <clears throat> music festivals, raves. And then um, I pulled another one like adventure. So she's a adventurous person. She loves traveling. And I think the last card I pulled was something with spirituality. And so when she did, those three cards came out. She knew and confirmed in her heart, like, she needed to do those things that made her happy again. So she did end up going to a rave, I guess, 
um, the next month in November. And then, um, and then she was able to conceive after that. And then now she's pregnant with her dragon baby. So I'm just so excited for her and I'm just so excited and happy that I was even able to guide her in the right direction into what she needed to hear in order for her dreams or, you know, whatever she needed help with to obtain this goal. So that was amazing. So if you really want to book a numerology guidance card reading, guys, it's not a tarot card reading. It's somewhat similar, but there's nothing bad there's no bad cards. It's literally just tapping into your guides. And it's like a 30-minute session. I coach you in the beginning. We talk about what's going on. And then we'll start pulling the card reading after. And I think just within 30 minutes, you'll feel more empowered. And you'll know what you need to do. Your next steps. You know, the action steps that you need to take. So that was so nice. And I will link the... um, scheduling in the description below if you want to book that all right so let's get into today's topic about endometriosis and if you don't know what that is you're going to be learning a lot today so first off endometriosis there's a lot of different terms guys online and there's a lot of incorrect terms online that always Um, puts the wrong information. So endometriosis is a condition or a chronic illness or disease in which cells similar to the lining of the uterus or endometrium grow outside the uterus and it causes so much pain throughout the whole body and it just doesn't affect you know like your women's parts. It can literally be on all your organs and I have endometriosis on my diaphragm, actually. So this is what I'm saying. It can cause so much pain throughout the whole body. And not only does it affect your body physically, it can affect you mentally and emotionally. And endometriosis affects 1 in 10 people assigned female at birth. So a lot of us have this disease or chronic illness, but yet... It's hard to diagnose because it literally takes about 7 to 10 years to get a diagnosis. And unfortunately, it took me 20 years to get my diagnosis finally going through infertility. So infertility in a disguise was a blessing for me because I was finally able to finally get a diagnosis for endometriosis after 20 years, guys. And that's the sad part is it's hard to get a diagnosis. Doctors or the healthcare system doesn't really know how to diagnose endometriosis, look for it. And so that's another hurdle that people with endometriosis have to deal with. And this is why we become advocates and we become stronger. And this is how I started becoming um, more empowered in my health journey and empowering myself to speak up at doctor's appointments Because when you go through endometriosis, it's hard to detect. And again, the healthcare system's not good at detecting it or diagnosing you. You you think it's all made up in your head. And a lot of us with endometriosis get gaslit by doctors or other people thinking like, 
oh, our period pain is just like nothing and we're just being babies about it because endometriosis is cast like as a period pain problem, which really is not. It's way more than that. And when we go through like painful periods, there's it's actually not just painful periods. It's because you have heavy flow, you get crazy blood clots, um, people can pass out because of the pain. And you get a thing called endoflares, which is where your insides literally feel like it's on fire, that it's burning, and it makes you like be in pain so badly that you just want to curl up in a ball and it can cause you to also throw up. So for me, this is how I knew I had endometriosis because finally in, let's see, I think Thanksgiving, November 2020, when I was going through infertility, I was trying with my husband and of course we didn't, you know, we were not able to conceive right after we wanted to. So we were having infertility issues for two years and I had an endo flare. So this endo flare happened during Thanksgiving, November 2020, I believe. And I was on the floor in pain and I have not felt this in ages. Like I have not had endo flares um, ever since I started taking birth controls in my 20s. So in my teenage years, I had painful periods up until I took birth control. And again, right, like our healthcare system doesn't do a good job of helping people with endometriosis. They give women problems, just birth control. But some women can't handle birth control and it's not good for you in general. So it like really, um, you know, makes your bone less healthy and... It's just a lot of negative benefits to birth control. But anywho, so I was on birth control for like a decade of my life. I was so not in tune with my body. I was not given the right information as a kid about my body at school. And being a Chinese American, you know, my parents never talked to us about health problems and things like that. You know, like they just focused on providing um, education and, you know, focusing on that instead. But, you know, I wasn't educated about my health until finally going through infertility. I started having to understand because I had to track my cycles when I was trying to get pregnant. I had to, you know, do ovulation tests and, you know, like time everything out, which was so, so stressful guys I'm not gonna lie it was really stressful very stressful um time in my life and you know I got disappointed every month getting negative pregnancy test results and not knowing why I just knew like okay in my mind I thought like conceiving a child would be easy because that's what we were taught as a kid and You know, if you have sex once, then you're going to get pregnant. And that's not true. And a lot of us women nowadays do have a lot of infertility issues. It's because our fast-paced life and, like, what we're fed and what we eat can affect our surroundings. And so this is where epigenetics come in, where, you know, like, your surroundings really activates these endometriosis cells to grow and make lesions and get stuck. 
and cause all this pain in your body. So, you know, I had to do a lot of research. I had to educate myself. But through my whole, like, journey of infertility and finally getting my diagnosis, you know, I can finally say I have endometriosis and I was not crazy. But anyways, I had an endoflare in November 2020. That started my journey of empowering myself, teaching myself about what happened. So um, I was in so much pain. Luckily, my twin sister, like, you know, put heat or, like, put heat on my stomach and gave me Tylenol, Advil, and then I had to wait for it to finally kick in until I felt better. But, man, that was so excruciating. And then, unfortunately, I started having a lot more endo flares um, more and more rapidly every, like, it was like months and then it became like every day where I was in such excruciating excruciating pain that I couldn't even sleep anymore. I had to take like crazy painkillers to even let the endo flare calm down and go away. And that was so, so terrible. And I never want to go back to that life, honestly. I never want to go back to that again. So anywho, with that, diagnosis I was so happy okay like that makes you after all those years of thinking everything's in your head and like getting gaslit by doctors you know you finally feel happy and content getting that diagnosis it doesn't mean it solves the problem but at least it gave me an answer and it made me understand myself more where I can do more research and you know it gave me some clarity And it feels so good. So I hope everybody who has endometriosis can finally get their diagnosis. Because again, like I said, it's really hard to get a diagnosis. But, um, so let's go back to my story. Sorry, I'm going all over the place because it's just like so many tangent things that I specifically want to talk about and point out because it's just so crucial. And my story is a way for you guys to really understand people with endometriosis, what we go through. And like... You know, what you can even do to detect if you have endometriosis in general. I just want people to know. And so I had the endoflare November 2020. And then I went to the emergency room a couple days later just to make sure I was okay. Because in that period of time, I didn't really go to the doctors before that. Okay, I didn't go to the doctors to get like my health checkup, etc. For like a whole decade because... I thought I was young and healthy, whatever. I didn't need to go see the doctors, right? So finally, and um, so I went to the ER to make sure there wasn't anything crazy going on, but because I still felt some soreness and some pain, so I wanted to make sure. Um, And at the time, I had like Teladoc. I don't know if you guys have that service, but you can call your doctor on like a doctor using the Teladoc service, and then um, they can call you or do a video chat and. Yeah, so I told them about my endo flare, and all that doctor said was, oh, yeah, you just had period pain. That's fine. I'll just go away. And I was like, okay, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like, you know, a good diagnosis or something to help me with. So then I went to the ER, got everything checked up, and, okay, they were able to find an ovarian cyst on my left ovary at the time. And so they're like, okay, here, you you go check up with your OBGYN and then just have them track it. And you're, you're fine. You just, they gave me painkillers and just sent me home. 
So then at the time it was COVID, so it was really, really hard to book a um, doctor's appointment because, yeah, COVID was messing everything up. So I had to wait till December, like, no, January, January of 2021 to finally see my OBGYN. And so at that time, I did a lot of research and to see if I had endometriosis and I wanted to bring that question up at the doctor's appointment. So when I went, I was like, you know, straight up, I told her, I was like, I went through this episode, I was crying, throwing up on the floor, and is it endometriosis? And you know what she did straight up? She was like, no, it's not endometriosis. It's just painful, period. Don't worry about it. So again, I got gaslit and I was like, okay. I thought nothing of it. So then they're like, okay, we're just going to monitor your ovarian cysts every month to see if it goes away. And so I did these ultrasounds every month. And you know what? My cysts got bigger and bigger every month. And then I got one on my right side and they were growing exponentially at exponential rates. Okay. It got like it grew so fast within like two, three months that I think in March or April, it already grew to like six centimeters or maybe five, four or five centimeters because when they took out those ovarian cysts, those are actually called endometriomas. Those are made from endometri- you know, from endometriosis and they're like, it's it kind of looks like chocolate, like fluid inside these cysts and they're from endometriosis. And they caused so much pain for me that literally I could not sleep every night. I had to take painkillers in order to live my life normally. And that's so sad. And for me, I hate taking medication. I just hate it so much. I've always grown up just being more a holistic person. I just never liked taking medication because I knew all of the bad things or, you know, the negative things that would happen. Of course, certain people need certain things, which is okay. I took it for the time being that I needed, which helped me get through my life and day. But finally, I was able to get a, like a laparoscopy, um, a specialist. I was able to see an endometriosis specialist. And yes, they they do exist, but it's rare. So I think like around the world, there's only like 200 endometriosis excision surgeon that know what they're doing that can literally take the endometriosis um, out of you. Not all of it, but at least they can do the best of their abilities to give you a life that you can live again. But again, not everybody does well with surgeries. So again, it's like a give and take but right now that's like the gold standard and that's the only one big diag like big um things to relieve you from endometriosis so it's a lot right and think about one in ten people have endometriosis and then there's not as much surgeons and then endometriosis is reoccurring so think about like all these surgeons like time frames and uh, availability it's so hard to get in so luckily i was able to get an appointment with a excision 
surgeon. And there is a difference, okay? There is two different surgeries. There's ablation, which is like pretty much like they just burn off the endo. Or excision is where like they will literally take it out like a root in a sense and they, they take the endometriosis out as much as they can. And so these two are so different and ablation can actually cause more harm to a lot of people who get it. And so I want people to know there's differences and the gold standard of course is the excision surgery laparoscopy. And so during that time, I got so lucky, everything kind of um, went in sync for me and worked out really well for me. So in general, it's really hard to get a diagnosis of endometriosis without a laparoscopy to figure out if you have it. So I had endometriosis, or the endometriomas, I mean, and through my monthly ultrasounds, an ultrasound technician actually literally was able to find out that it was endometriomas and not just regular ovarian cysts. And so finally I got my diagnosis of endometriosis, which made me happy, like I said before in my episode. But, you know, it was a long journey. And so it played out well. And so finally I got my diagnosis with endometriosis. And at that time, I was going through infertility, right? So that caused my infertility. And I was going through IVF, and luckily my IVF doctor at the time knows about endometriosis, and he knew the excision surgeon that I was talking about because a lot of his patients had endometriosis and worked with this surgeon. So I got referred to her, but her waitlist was so, so long. Um, so I booked an appointment with just a different OBGYN surgeon and he was so lucky to actually tell this excision surgeon specialist and I'll tell you guys it's Dr. Loom from Stanford and she's amazing I love her I don't know about anybody's experiences but she made me feel welcome she listened to me she heard me out and the best thing about it was she actually squeezed me in guys so she was like booked out for months, but I was in excruciating pain. And through her colleague listening to my pain, she squeezed me in a consultation right before her surgery in the morning. So I took like this call at like 730 in the morning or seven in the morning because she she had surgeries booked up every day. And she was so sweet. She knew what she was talking about. Like, man. I was just so lucky to even have met her and that she squeezed me in to get this consultation. And so when I finally went in to physically see her, if she could really help me and book this appointment, um, it happened to be that someone magically canceled and she's like, dude, I have this opening in two weeks. Do you want to take it? Because it seems like you have stage four endometriosis because there are four different stages, guys. So there's one, two, three, and four. And I was already diagnosed as stage four because I have endometriomas. And mind you, tidbit, even if someone has stage four, they, and like, it doesn't mean it's like how bad your symptoms are if you have endometriosis. Some people may have stage one and have crazy amount of pain. So it's just pretty crazy how it ranges. It's kind of compared to 
cancer cells or cancer the way endometriosis uh, cells work. So it's very complex and there's a lot of research that needs to be done. So FYI, if you have not read Heal Endo by Katie Edmonds, I had her on my Instagram twice live. So go check out those videos there and I will link them in the description below too if I can. But honestly, so informative. That book is one of the most life-changing things for anybody with endometriosis because she did all the research. She had endometriosis herself, but she's in remission now, and she's just a wonderful person. So if you literally want to know more about endometriosis in depth, how you can get your endo under control, go read that book, honestly, and go check out those two videos on Instagram. But anywho, so that's a tidbit. Um, so I have stage four endometriosis and that automatically like led me to, you know, have this surgery done. So she got a cancellation. I got so lucky and she's like, yeah, you have stage four. And with that, um, my surgery would take four hours and so, you know, she needed that time slot because she's like, any other time, I only have like an hour or two opened and I know for sure you're going to go, you know, you need that four hour time slot. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go for it. At that time, I was nervous too because, you know, they were all my ovaries. So I was very scared that um, it was going to impact my ovaries and my, my eggs, right? And... Um, I just knew in my heart that that was the right thing to do for me. And at the time, she was talking to my IVF doctor, and they were talking about it, and they both discussed, like, how to reserve my ovaries as best as possible. So I just felt lots of love. And to be honest, everybody's path is different. And remember, I want to remind you, like, if you have a gut feeling that something's not right for you, go with that gut feeling, please. Because all our endometriosis journeys are different or in general, like if you have chronic illness, please follow your gut. If you know you have endometriosis and you still have not gotten a diagnosis, just keep believing and keep pushing, keep empowering yourself. So this is why I think this is so important to advocate and do this episode because I know a lot of people are suffering in silence and you don't have to suffer by yourself. There isn't a beautiful community and I've seen so many amazing people being in the endo community on Instagram, Facebook, like, dude, just amazing people. And I just want people to know that follow your gut feeling. Like, if you're not feeling that doctor is going to do good for you, and just go with that gut feeling, and remember, you have the power, guys. We have the power to choose who gets to touch us, who gets to see us, who makes money off of us, okay? Honestly, nowadays, sadly to say, in my point of view, you know, the doctor, or like hospitals or, you know, seeing doctors, etc., is like a business. So you can get, you get to pick your, you have the power because you're the one with, you know, the money and the insurance to go and see that doctor. So find one that you love or is comfortable with until you know in your soul gut, like, man, this person gets me, they know. 
And even if they're not endometriosis specialists, maybe they'll work hard to understand it and then, you know, figure it out and then try to find somebody that they know in their community to help you with endometriosis. So that can always be a start, but remember, you don't always have to go with the first doctor that you meet or that you've been with. So say you've been with this, I've seen a lot of people who've been with their childhood doctor all the way up until their 30s or 40s, like, whoa, or they've had doctors who's checked up their parents, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, just because it's familiar doesn't mean, like, you need to still stay with them, or you can have different doctors, try, try everything, my point being, out of all of my journey is, just don't stick with the extremities. Like if you're doing the holistic route and that's not working for you, maybe surgery is the, the thing. And if maybe you're just all about the healthcare system, taking pills and doing surgery and nothing's helping, try holistic route. Just be open-minded. Let your intuition guide you. I, for me, put both together, the holistic and um you know, the healthcare Western. So I did Western Eastern medicine combined. That did wonders for me. So, I mean, be open-minded, guys, and see and try what works for you. So, I mean, I ate healthy. I did a bean protocol. I did acupuncture as well to help with my endometriosis and infertility. I took herbal medication. I worked out. I went for walks, I started meditating, journaling every day, like, dude, I literally honed down on myself, and I learned out of all of my endometriosis journey that, you know, now being where I am now, um, I just found out, like, I needed to learn to love myself, and I think that's what people with chronic illnesses have, like, we have these disease because we need to learn as a soul being that we are, that we need to learn to love ourselves. So we are given this terrible illness, but there's always good and bads for everything. Yeah, you have this terrible chronic illness, but we get the best community of people. And then you get to learn self-love and self-care that your soul wants to learn. So I want you guys to leave with this in your mind, if you are suffering with endometriosis, please keep getting the help that you need. And don't don't feel like it's all in your head. You're not alone. And there are ways to help with your symptoms. And I know we all have different routes and we all have, you know, a different journey, but all in similarity is we all just want to live a normal, healthy life. And there's a lot of us with endometriosis who are living that life now, like great examples, right? Like me, I'm living a normal life after surgery and having a kid, you know, after being told that it would be very hard to have my kid, um, which actually um, ended up me. Uh, I did. So I, I have my miracle rainbow baby girl, if you didn't know, but after I did my excision laparoscopy surgery, which actually, instead of four hours, went up to six hours. She spent six hours on me, guys. She's so amazing. 
and she found some in my diaphragm too unfortunately she wasn't able to get it because I didn't consent to that which is fine I mean it's not giving me issues but you know that's something I may need to explore in the future but I feel great right now so you know fast forward after my laparoscopy um, I healed for three months and then right when I got the you know okay I started my IVF journey in October um, 2020 or 2021 I mean and then um, I got a miscarriage unfortunately but in December 2021 I stopped everything I was just like I need to give a rest I've been so harsh on myself and my body and you know what I caught my rainbow baby the month after that. Man, time goes by so fast, I just forget the timeline sometimes because I can't even believe that we're in 2024 right now. But, you know, I just hope that I give you guys some hope through my story, through my journey, and I always am so open and really okay. Like, I love sharing this story and any details that you want to know because... If I can help one person like I did back then, like, you know, how I was, like, I thought I was alone and I was by myself. And if I can just help someone with anything just to make them feel better or give them hope, that's what I want to do for somebody, whoever may hear this. And this is why spreading awareness is so important. This is why it's my life purpose. One of my life purposes to do and advocate and to talk about my journey about endometriosis and how that was, has been a big part of my life. But through all of my story has led me into my life purpose of finally getting a spiritual awakening. And that opened something up for me spiritually. I, actually got a Akashic reading during my infertility days um, in I think May 2020 actually and got a Akashic reading and it, it gave me answers that I wanted to hear for so long. I didn't fully trust or believe it but just knowing in my heart like it may be an outcome that I could be a mom and through that reading it gave me that hope. I grasp onto that and you know later on in life I did so spirituality journey began I started tapping into it and now it's 2024 and I'm preaching about my bliss off life concept where you tap into spirituality you meditate you just remember how powerful you are and that's why I feel like and my endometriosis helped empower me this is why I love empowering people because I think my soul really wants to teach people and to really enlighten this world so I can raise the consciousness and awareness of this planet. So I really hope you guys start your empowerment journey and start igniting your power and knowing how amazing and powerful you are. And you can honestly live the life that you want if you put action towards it. And tap into your spirituality. Ask your guides. Ask your higher self. Ask your angels. You know, you could do an Akashic reading or do a tarot card reading. Those things are not negative like what we're taught. Like, 
if you perceive things as negative, then it will be negative. But if you really think that it's going to help you be positive and give you hope and a better perspective in life, do it. Go for it. I'm all about being open-minded and as long as you're doing good for this world or if you're getting answers that you need to be better and be that person to be the happy, most joyful, blissful person you need to be, then do it. Remember, you're living this life for yourself on this earth, not for anybody else, but for yourself. So remember to tap into your own power and to really, really start loving yourself, take care of yourself, and start learning, loving life. And we all deserve to live this amazing, abundant life. So as we celebrate Endometriosis Awareness Month, I encourage each and every one of you to take action, whether it's sharing your own story, supporting organizations that advocate for women's health, or simply educating yourself about endometriosis, every little bit helps. Together, we can break the silence surrounding this condition and ensure that every woman receives the care and support that they deserve. Thank you for joining me on this journey today. Remember, no matter what challenges you may face, you have the power to ignite your own strength and resilience. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shining bright. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend an invitation to take the next step in your journey towards self-discovery and empowerment. If you're seeking personalized guidance and insights into your life path, consider booking a numerology guidance card reading. Through the ancient wisdom of numerology and the intuitive power of guidance cards, you'll gain clarity, perspective, and direction to navigate life's twists and turns with confidence. Whether you're facing challenges, seeking answers, or simply curious about what the future holds, a numerology guidance card reading can offer invaluable support and guidance. Embrace the opportunity to unlock the secrets of your soul and uncover the hidden potentials within you. To book your session and embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery, visit my website at www.kathymao.com today or I'll link it in the description below. Remember, the power to shape your destiny lies within you and a numerology guidance card reading can be the first step towards unlocking your fullest potential. Thank you for tuning in to Ignite Your Power, the Kathy Mel podcast. Until next time, may you walk your path with purpose and passion. And don't forget to go and ignite your power.